0: We'd like to welcome you to worship today, a special day in the life of the congregation, the life of the church around the world. Whenever we have the privilege of confirming students, really they are making affirmation of the baptismal promises that their parents made for them years ago. And so, welcome. They will be introduced formally here in a few moments, but uh, we are so proud of this group of students. We're always proud. But uh, this is, I don't know, a particularly strong and beautiful group of, of young men and women, and so we're, we're blessed that they are making these promises to God, to you, uh, for the sake of the world. So, welcome to worship. I have two announcements I need to share with you. One is congregational sympathy to the family of Fran Hoke. Fran Hoke died this past week. Um, Fran is such a lovely woman in this congregation, particularly... Um, gifted and generous to music ministry here at St. John's, although has not been able to attend worship. In goodness, Rob, 12, 13 years, so a long time. Her memorial service will be here at St. John's on August 27th. That's a Saturday at two o'clock in the afternoon. We'll let you know a little bit more um, when that approaches. Secondly, because this, um, this service might be a little new for some of you who are either visiting or attending from our 927 service, I want to give you a very brief intro to communion. Communion today will be on the floor. You'll receive a piece of bread, and then you'll move to one of two stations to receive the wine. Follow the instructions of the ushers, but the, each wine chalice actually has two compartments, the purple Um, liquid is wine. The clear liquid is grape juice. So you you get to make that choice of of dipping your bread into the wine or the grape juice. But you are most welcome to the table of the Lord. Those are the only announcements I have to share. It's important now that we turn our hearts and minds to God's holy word. Franco here, grandfather, oh, nope, I'm sorry, Rosalind Hines, who is the uh, who is the vice president of our congregation, is going to present these confirmands. Good
1: morning. Good morning. On behalf of President Larry Carter and the church council, we rejoice with our seven confirmands that they publicly profess their faith. Today is a milestone in their lives as each of them affirm the promises their parents and their church family made on their behalf at their baptism. This is a very special day, not only for our confirmands, but also for our families and St. John's. Many of us have watched and participated in their faith journey, and it's with great joy that we celebrate this special day with them. Cora, Aiden, Meredith, Gabriel, Sam, Caitlin, and Connor, Your faith journey has just begun, and it will be an amazing journey with both joys and trials. It's our hope that you will continue to grow in your faith. We encourage you to make the love of God and Christ known wherever you go and whatever you do. Remember, God is always with you, and your church family is praying and encouraging and supporting you on this journey. Again, we are very proud of you and it's our joy and privilege to share in this special day with you.
0: Thank you, Rosalind. Let us pray. Merciful God, we thank you for these sisters and brothers whom you have made your own by water and the word in baptism. You have called them to yourself. You've enlightened them with the gifts of your Holy Spirit. You've nourished them in the community of faith uphold them now in the gifts and promises of baptism and unite the hearts of all whom you have brought to new birth we ask this in, in the name of Christ amen and now we turn our hearts to God's holy word shared by Franco Goodman grandfather of one of our confirmands sam
2: good morning on behalf of the parents and grandparents we are so proud of you confirmands We as a congregation welcome you to our faith community and a special note of gratitude to Pastor James and all the many volunteers for your your guidance in their faith journey. The reading this morning is from Hebrews. Abraham and Sarah exemplify the vision of faith that people of God enact in every age. Their hope and trust in God's promise allowed them to face an unknown future and to receive the promise of god now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen indeed by the faith our ancestors received approval by faith we understand that the words worlds are prepared for the word of god so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive an inheritance, and he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he stayed for a time the land he had pr- been promised as a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the only to the city that was founded foundations where architect and builder is God. By faith he received power of procreation, even though he was too old, and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person and the one as good as dead, descendants were born, and many of the stars of heaven, and as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promise. But from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth. For people who speak in this way make it clear they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. Word of God. Word of life.
3: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Today we're celebrating the faith of seven wonderful confirmands. And I just want to give you a little bit um, of, a, of a look back in time with their experience with confirmation because it's been an unusual one. So this class was in sixth grade during the spring of. 2020 when the whole world ended because of you know the covid pandemic so when i gathered them together this march for our first confirmation class i asked have you all ever even been in the same room physically with one another And the answer was no so their confirmation experience has been i'm a little bit challenging a little bit difficult it's definitely not normal And yet despite all of that, each of them, you all have ended your confirmation experience, I think, very well. I'm proud of each of you. I'm excited to see how you use your gifts and who God has made you to make our community of faith, to make our community in Salisbury, to make our world a better place. Our reading that Franco just shared with us from Hebrews happens to be one of the assigned readings from the lectionary today, but it's a perfect reading, it turns out, for Confirmation Sunday. It traces the legacy of faith, that chapter in Hebrews 11. I encourage you to read the whole thing. It traces the legacy of faith, a legacy of belief and trust in God, and a God that we can't see, and a God that we sometimes, oftentimes, can't fully understand. Abraham is the father of our faith because he took that great risk, left his homeland, followed God's call into a new and uncertain future. Each and every one of us here this morning and especially this morning, these seven confirmands, are proof that that risk that Abraham took, that risk of faith worked, that it bore fruit. Through the promise, through the work of Christ, each and every one of us are grafted into that family of faith. And yet, as I'm sure each and every, all of you know, and as you seven, I know for sure, based on our conversations know, we have a lot of work left to do in our world. The author of Hebrews notes that Abraham didn't see the promise that God made him fully fulfilled. All of the patriarchs and matriarchs of the faith, those Bible story characters, saw the promises on a horizon, in the distance, not yet fulfilled, but they were slowly taking steps to get there. They remained unsatisfied with how the world was in their time. They kept on striving to make God's kingdom known. And their promise was fulfilled in the teachings and the the life and the cross and the resurrection of Christ. Christ completed their search for a new homeland. The promise of the gospel that we have is that we too can find our home in Christ. We can find a place where we belong in our community of faith. and That we can strive together to grow in our faith and in our love of one another. And we can do that work of loving God's kingdom of heaven into earth all around us, day by day. Aiden, Meredith, Cora, Gabriel, Sam, Caitlin, Connor, as you make a big transition this week into high school, it's my prayer for you that you know that you have a safe place to land here at St. John's. It's my prayer that you come to know that you have a God who loves you unconditionally and extravagantly. It's my prayer for you that you rest in this church family because we are all excited to watch you continue to grow and to see how your faith changes our world for the better. Amen.
4: Good morning, my name is Aiden Moss. I'm a rising ninth grader, uh, about to start Salisbury High School. Um, my confirmation verse is Philippians 4.13. Um, I can do all things through him, him who strengthens me. Why is Jesus central in my life? Jesus is central in my life because he died so we could live a life closer to God, where our sins can be forgiven and we can strengthen our relationships with our community, Jesus and God. Jesus is everywhere watching over everything. And I feel Jesus the most in my life when I'm doing things that involve the church and helping out the church and the community. I can feel him when I'm doing these things to help others like Meals on Wheels, um, painting benches at a local school and things like that. Um, Some examples, um, a couple years ago when I was um, attending hands and feet camp at church, um, I can feel Jesus um, when we're doing various service projects to help out the community, like painting benches at a school, cleaning a community care clinic, packing food for Rowan helping ministries, and doing Meals on Wheels. Um, interacting with the community and seeing them show happiness makes me happy. And knowing Jesus wants us to share our happiness with others, doing these things, um, Jesus is always right beside me. And another example is when we go on our youth mission trips Um, our service projects and camps and community service work Um, we help the church and I can feel Jesus um, when we're doing those things that help others like picking up trash around buildings and in the streets uh, when we help out a business by cleaning up fallen trees outside cleaning up a local restaurant and after all that we get back to where we were staying our hotel and we learn about God we talk and the youth just have fun, like we play games, board games, hide and seek, stuff like that, and um, just telling stories, and it gives me a sense of community, and I can feel Jesus when I'm on these trips, hanging out with my friends and the youth group, and Jesus is central in my life when I'm feeling down, or I just don't like, feel like getting out of the bed in the morning, I look at Jesus and I find the strength to enjoy my day. And Jesus is central in my life because he was willing to die so we could live a life closer to God, where our sins can be forgiven and we can strengthen our relationship with God and Jesus. And in the future, I hope to continue and strengthen my faith by performing more service for the community, by coming to church to worship, and to learn by continuing to invest in the friendships I have made at St. John's.
5: Hello, my name is Meredith Lambs. I'm 14 years old and I will be a freshman at Salisbury High School this year. When I first heard that we had to write a face to him and tell it in front of the whole church, I was a little freaked out. But I knew that Jesus is central and in control of my life so I knew that I could do it. Well, I'm here to tell you why Jesus is central in my life. In my opinion, Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to us as people and I'm so thankful for him. The biggest thing that I'm thankful for is that he is the one person where you can do anything and he will always be there. He will always forgive you no matter what happens. I'm so thankful for that because even your best friends that you believe will be there can come and go, but Jesus will always be there and never leave. I also believe that Jesus is so important to us because he died for our sins. He saved us from our sins and is the reason for our forgiveness of our sins. To me, these are the biggest reasons why I'm thankful for him and why he is so important in my life. Jesus has always been present in my life, but there have been times where he was the most present. I would like to share my story of when he was the most present for me. It was one day when the wimes decided to take me and my sister to the lake house. Well, while we were at the lake, I'm pretty positive it was after the old pontoon boat broke down, and we were on our way, back, we were on our way to get ice cream, and we had to swim back to the dock. But that's besides the point. But we did have to do that multiple times, though, because the old pontoon broke, boat broke down quite frequently. Because of this, we were probably bored and trying to think of something to do. Most of the time, we couldn't ever really think of good games to play, but this particular time, we somehow came to the agreement to play King of the Tube. I know you're probably thinking, what is that? So I'll explain. We would use the big tube called the Big Maple, which was basically a huge tube in the shape of a chair. We would flip it upside down, and the four of us would get on top and try to knock each other off. The last person that was left on the tube would be King of the Tube. So yes, this is the game we came up with to play. So much fun, right? Well, we all got on the tube, and I think I got knocked off first, and while the three of them were trying to knock each other off the tube, I managed to get myself stuck under the tube. So I'm stuck under the tube, trying to move around the tube to get up, and the tube just keeps on going everywhere I go. I was trapped under the tube, and I could just not get out. I think Mary finally realized I had not come up in a while. She made the others stop stop trying to knock each other off, and I was able to get out. Now you have to remember I was around eight or nine and I wasn't the bravest when I was little. I knew that God was with me when this happened because I was able to stay calm and wait to get out. I felt God's presence in my life lots of times watching over me. God, oh, lots of times, but this time I knew he was there watching over me. God continues to be a big part of my daily life. I always feel certain that he is there and he is always there to comfort and protect me when I need him. Also, he will always love you and me no matter what. Even if you fall short of doing the right thing or living the way you're supposed to, he will always be there. Lastly, his forgiveness never ends. You can do good things, but you can also do bad things, and God will always forgive you. One of my favorite Bible verses would be Philippians 4.13. I can do all all good things through him who strengthens me. I love this verse because it pushes me to put all my faith in him, and I know that he will strengthen me to do whatever I need to do. Another one of my favorites is Psalms 37.5. Commit your way to the Lord, trust him, and he will act. This verse shows me that if I trust in the Lord, then he will act and help me with what I need. Lastly, another meaningful quote to me is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Again, this one shows me that if I trust in the Lord and do all that I can to always put my faith in him, then he will lead me in the right path. I can live out my faith in daily life by going to church, praying at all times, and I can read the Bible to study and learn God's words and his ways. I can even do random acts of kindness, and I can be a good example to others at all times. Thank you, and may God be with us all today and always.
6: Good morning. My name is Cora Wimes, I'm 15 years old and I will be attending Salisbury High as a freshman. Today I will be talking about why Jesus is centered on my life. One moment when I felt Jesus' presence is when I was climbing up the incline trail. It is 2,744 steps that were all the way up to my thigh where I had to start climbing on all fours to put myself up each step. This was in Colorado this summer in 90 degree heat. Millie and I really wanted to get to the top because it took a very long time to get to to find this hike, so we wanted to accomplish it. I knew that Jesus was present during this time, because every time I started to doubt myself, I knew that no matter what, Jesus would help me through anything. I stopped numerous times and almost turned back to quit, but I finally made it to the top of the stairs. Once I saw the view at the top, it was all worth the pain, well, most of the pain. It was so rewarding to finally see what God had planned for me. This made me think of times when we think, why is God doing this to me, or why me, God? But in the end, you see everything that he has planned for you, and it is so beautiful, just like when I saw the view after all those steps. Another time I felt God's presence is when I was running a race for my school this track track season. Both me and my coach know I hate running long distance, so whenever I saw I was running a relay around the entire track, I was very upset. I immediately went to my coach and asked if I could be removed from this race. He said, nope, and that he already signed me up for it. I was so aggravated and didn't even want to show up to the meet, but my mom forced me to go and support my school. I was extremely nervous and anxious the whole day before the race. When I was at the starting line waiting for the first runner to start, I was shaking so bad, and I just wanted to walk off the track and curl up somewhere where no one could see me. Then I realized this race isn't about me. It's about my team and the other runners I was running with, if I, would have, if I wouldn't have shown up or walked off, I wouldn't have been just letting down myself. I would have been letting down my coach and my teammates. I then remember God and how his only son died for each and every one of us, and how he didn't think about himself and what he didn't want to do. He thought about humanity and how everyone deserves forgiveness. He saved us from our sins, which means God only sees the good in us. Jesus has always been there for me, no matter what, and I don't know what I would do without him. One Bible verse that I will never forget is a verse my Lutheran counselor told me to my cabin in me. This verse is Proverbs 16:24. Gracious words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. This verse has stuck with me ever since because our counselor was such a genuine person and this verse reminds me of her and my time at Lutheran. Megan was an amazing counselor and I will forever want to cherish the, the memories we had as a cabin. This verse is so important because kind words are very special to people and how those words make them feel. Another verse that stands out to me is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. This verse means something to me because even when you're sitting still and alone, God is there with you in your presence. God will no matter what always be there with you and for you. This verse helps me to remind myself to not only not to be so nervous and anxious and to put my trust in God's hands. Some things that will help me build and strengthen my connection is always knowing that God is there for me no matter what and always knowing this this church is a safe place for me. I will always be thankful for everything God has done for me and everything he has done for the people I love. Thank you for listening.
7: My name is Gabriel Young, and I am a rising ninth grader at Grace Sunday School. My confirmation is, verse is Romans 5, 5. Hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit and has been given to us. I stand before you all today to answer the question, how is Jesus central in my life? An intriguing question that can cause one to ponder for days or even weeks to have a complete answer to the question, but thankfully for me, after much thinking about this question, I found Jesus essential because he is the one that I looked for so that he could help me find who I am. In the years previous, I was a kid who was always a head taller than everyone, and I was not the happiest about it. It was an insecurity for me. When it was time to go to middle school, I didn't know how others would treat me because of my size. I looked for answers for a while, but then I realized that the answer was in my face the whole time, and that all I had to do was turn to God. Through confiding with him and close my, my close friends and family, It became clear to me that I can and have made my size a part of me, and I don't regret it. He showed me that being different is not bad, since it allows me to fulfill the purpose that he has in store for me, that others might not be able to do. He showed me the path I could walk to live for him to the fullest, and taking that path was the best thing I've done so far. The thing is, we all have parts of our lives in which we don't feel the best about. It might be spiritually, it might be mentally, physically, or religiously. Some of those problems for me was my trust in my faith, since I'm a person who has a hard time trusting things without having concrete evidence or someone else to prove it to me. While as a kid, though, you will believe anything that is told to you. But my faith was tested around when COVID started. I started to doubt in God. I was wondering, if God is so good, then how did he let all this happen? The thing in church that I have learned, said he is a miracle worker, said how did he let this disease happen to everyone? This was when my faith was really tested, and I lost some faith in God. So for a few years, I wasn't the surest about my faith and what I should do about it. But The one thing that made me sure of my faith was my trip to Luther Ridge this year. After meeting some great people, that helped me grow in my faith, and I helped them do the same. I just knew that I could trust in my faith. After knowing I could trust it, I wanted to grow in my faith and get closer to God. And certain experiences that I experienced through the week made a big impact on my faith biggest thing that impacted my faith was doing a faith labyrinth while at Luther Ridge. For those who do not know, during a faith labyrinth, everyone in there is supposed to be quiet to best connect with God. So, with only the sounds of creation and nature around me, I closed my eyes and let God guide me through the labyrinth. To me, it symbolized going deep into myself, past all the worry and uncertainty. When I reached the center, I found peace with my inner self and who I really was show me that God was with me the whole way and he would continue to be with me throughout my life. While I have a good experiences with him in the past and my faith has grown a good amount in recent months, also remember something else. God's love is endless, so why should my faith stop? Why shouldn't I try to grow as much as I can with God? So so that is what I plan to do going forward, try to go with God in any and every way that I can. This might mean helping out at a homeless shelter or volunteering at the church. I intend to grow my faith and lead it to my life, as a whole part of me and not just a part. Good
8: morning. My name is Sam Goodman and I'm a rising ninth grader about to start at Salisbury High School. Jesus is central in my life because he shows me to look at the good things even in the worst moments. A a time when God was most present in my life was during the beginning of COVID. I wasn't able to see any of my friends and I was worried that someone I knew would get sick. I felt most connected with God during this time because I had more time to myself where I could think about God and pray. Other times like this, when I'm in the mountains hiking and looking out at the amazing views. Some Bible verses that are meaningful to me are 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his faithful love endures forever. Another verse that is important to me is Psalms 36, 7. Your faithful love is priceless, God. Humanity finds refuge in the shadow of your wings. And the third verse that I find important to me is psalms 46 1 god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble these verses are meaningful to me because god is always a safe person to turn to when needed we can always trust him and he helps us through tough times and he loves us no matter what i will live out my faith by praying to god to give thanks being generous to others and coming to church always
9: I'm Caitlin Losh. I'll be a rising freshman at Grayston Day School this fall. God is central in my life by growing up in a Christian household and learning about how amazing God is. I've experienced God in my life many times, but I recently felt his presence last June when I attended Lutheridge for Confirmation Camp. I didn't know anyone in my cabin and got really anxious I wouldn't make any friends, which I was very wrong about. I met so many people who share common interests and has the same passion and love for God as I did. There I felt like God purposely sent me to the camp to grow in my faith and meet more people who would also want to grow in their faith. I have struggled with anxiety for a while, especially during COVID, and I really didn't know where to to go or who to talk to about it, so I went to God. I prayed about it, and then I found a verse from Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. This verse just made me think I did not need to be anxious because I'm in God's presence, and I just needed to pray to him and he will lead the way through my life. Also, Philippians chapter four, verse seven, the Bible says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart, will guide your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So whenever I feel anxious, I think about these two verses and I pray. I pray to God to help me through whatever challenges I face through my life, something in my face faith that brings me comfort is that God is forgiving of all our sins. He knows we sin, and he still is forgiving and still loves us. Another is that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to a cruel world to save us and show us how amazing his, lo- his faith and love is. He sent his only son to tell about his amazing grace and let her let him die for us on the cross, which then he rose again three days later, and it shows his amazing love and power. I hope to live out my faith by not only living for myself, but also for God by praying to him and reading the Bible for answers I need further in my life. I always try to further myself in faith, as God's love is endless, so shall my faith be. I will always show my faith by loving others. I will always continue my faith in God through my life by praying to him and looking for, looking for love through my faith.
10: Good morning. My name is Connor Towns, and I'll be starting at Greystone Day School as a ninth grader this fall. When praying, thinking, and stressing about how I could approach this faith statement, I truly began articulating how God has affected my life. I racked my memory, trying to find specific experiences where I felt a higher power's presence. While I could come up with some memorable moments, like the last night of Lutherage and this year's Final Four, Go Tar Heels, I think my initial approach missed the mark as I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. I took a step back, realized my mistake, and began to correct my way of thinking. I have concluded that Jesus Christ has impacted and continues to impact my life through the people I meet, the choices I make, and the opportunities that arise. I believe that Jesus and God are companions that are always there for you, always ready to listen, and who only want a mutual relationship of honesty and respect. A Bible verse that resonates with me and my beliefs is from Proverbs 27:17, Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. This verse sticks with me because this is what I believe we are sent by God to do. We are meant to better the world by bettering ourselves, not out of selfish greed, but out of a selfish effort to be equal. Another Bible verse that speaks to me is John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants, because the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, because everything I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. This verse speaks to me, because while God does not directly outline what we are meant to do with our existence, he lets us know that we will not be neglected or crushed underfoot, but will, still, but will instead be lifted to his realm to live out our inter- eternal lives in peace. One thing about my faith that I find comforting is that God doesn't force anything onto us, but lets us grow in our beliefs and our knowledge and our faith. I find that recent years and recent events have changed my perspective of God and the church. A few months after the protests mourning the tragedy of George Floyd, I visited his memorial. Even though I felt like I had no right being there, I felt a slight push from the Holy Spirit to walk around the monuments and see what this man meant to his community. God is wherever two or more people gather in his name. And with all the people paying their respects there that day, I am certain he was watching over us. Over the past five or six years, climate change has changed how I see the Holy Trinity and how we are handling God's creation. With climate change, I feel as though my generation woke into a world that is burning. When I look at charts about how our planet is struggling to stop emission levels from rising, I wonder why God has let this happen. My generation will grow into a world of drought and scorching heat unless action is taken soon but we are still too young to have a say in how the next 50 years play out. All we can do is hope and pray for our leaders to be granted wisdom and speed along with taking the small action we can to save our planet. For the longest time we have starved the earth of its precious resources and abundant beauty. We know and God knows that this needs to stop. God needs us to help the people in charge of our world to build a world ready for him, his word, and the coming of his holy son, along with taking the action we must to preserve our world. While I believe that there is some core belief for Christians, such as the birth of Jesus, his death for our sins, and that he will come again, God truly lets us diversify and blossom into who we are as Christians. I'm sure most of my elder members in this church have and are still experiencing this in their daily lives, and I hope forward to undergoing this process as well. I am still young in my faith, and I intend to grow in my faith as I get older. I will accomplish this by attending church, reading scripture, and attending religious events. I know that if I had to write this statement five years ago, it would be much different from what it is today, as I hope it to be in five years. I intend to make my faith my own, and I know that I can depend on my family, my friends, and, my, and this congregation to help me and my other conferments own our beliefs. Thank you.
0: Have heard these students' statements of faith. Now I invite you, as their sisters and brothers in Christ, to stand and confess your faith, all for your statement of faith, using the words of the Apostles' Creed. Please stand. Friends, do you believe in God the Father? I believe believe in God the the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe believe in Jesus Christ, Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was was conceived conceived by by the Holy Spirit and the life everlasting, amen. Amen. You may be seated.
3: You all have made a public profession of faith. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions here, one at a time, you'll answer. You've made a public profession of your faith. Do Do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. If so, say, I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. People of God, do you promise to support these sisters and brothers and pray for them in their life in Christ? We, we do, and ask God to help us. As we lay hands on each of our confirmants and bless them, this is an ancient faith practice, practiced since the earliest days of the church. In the laying on of hands, the Holy Spirit meets us in a special way and we pass down our faith. Stir up in Aden the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen.
0: Stir up in Meredith the gift of your Holy Spirit. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen.
11: Stir up in Korah the gift of your Holy Spirit. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the Spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever.
3: Amen. Stir up in Gabriel the gift of your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the Spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever. Amen.
0: Stir up in Sam the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forevermore. Amen.
11: Stir up in Caitlin the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever.
3: Amen. Stir up in Connor the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever.
11: Amen. If you will stand and face the congregation... Family and friends, let us rejoice with these sisters and brothers in Christ. We rejoice with you in the life of baptism. Together we will give thanks and praise to God and proclaim the good news to all the world.
0: It's appropriate, it seems, that as newly confirmed um, members of the body of Christ uh, that the first act that they do is to share the peace of Christ. Now We know in these days that sharing the peace in physical ways can be a little uncomfortable for some. So, so you may share the peace in whatever way is comfortable for you, but know that it is our responsibility as, as Christians in all times and in all places to share God's peace and God's love wherever you go. So, the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also.
3: Now may the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is
12: right to give our and praise.
3: It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and Merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. By the witness of your saints, you show us the hope of our calling and strengthen us to run the race set before us that we might delight in your mercy and rejoice with them in glory. And so with all the saints, with the choirs of angels and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it for his disciples to eat, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my salvation for the forgiveness of sins, shed for you and for all people. Do this for the remembrance of me. And so gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray the prayer that our Lord taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Sisters and brothers in Christ, these are the gifts of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: We are fully aware that most Lutherans have an internal clock in worship that once one one hour hits, you start getting a little anxious, right? (laughs) But I can't imagine a better way to spend time in hearing the the statements of faith from, from these confirmands. I mean, what remarkable young men and women. You should feel confident that as they step into this world, you go with them and the Lord goes with us all to share God's peace and love. They're literally stepping into high school this week. And so thank you, congregation. Thank you for filling their backpacks with all good things because they will make this world a better place. So let's all go together now to love and serve the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God.